I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Sydney DuPont, starring in Paradise Square at the Barrymore Theater. Hello. Hello. It's good to be here. Well, thanks for your time. And we have a lot to talk about. Let's start with the fact that Paradise Square is set in New York in 1863. As the Civil War ranges on, free Black Americans and Irish immigrants live and love together on the dangerous streets of Manhattan's Five Point Slum. The connection between the two communities took its most exuberant form with dance contests in neighborhood bars and dance halls. Many would say that this is where tap dancing was born, but the racial equilibrium comes to a brutal end. Mm -hmm. Sydney, prior to you being with the show, is this a story you were familiar with? Oh, not at all. Um, I think uh, it's one of the many parts of our history that is um, undertaught in schools. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I really studied, I've had AP world history. Mm. Um, I'm, I often say if I wasn't in theater, I probably would be a history professor Mm. uh, because it's always so interesting to see how we got to where we are today. Mm -hmm. Um, So long story short, I had no idea about this, which I was surprised about. Um, I saw Gangs of New York, of course. So I had a, a little bit of understanding of the five points, but I had no idea um, that these two cultures, actually a multitude of cultures, um, got together and began to create this new sound and this new community that mm-hmm. I think was very reminiscent of what I think is the ideal of what we would say America would be in this, you know, melting pot of sorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Paradise Square is a local saloon, and it's where we meet a Black female owner, her Irish Catholic sister-in-law, and her Black minister husband. You play Washington Henry. How does your character fit into Paradise Square? So I, you know, I call myself uh, the inciting action, if you will. <laughs> so, so I would say uh, Nellie, uh, Nellie Freeman, who is the, um, the woman that you speak of who owns this bar, and her uh, family, they essentially, they are the stasis. And when myself and uh, my co-star Owen um, Dignan, um, played by AJ Shively, when we step into the bar, things begin to shift. Um, I think my character challenges this group and this family of what they believe is right and what they believe is wrong and how mm. to help me um, find the love of my life. Uh, I am... Uh, running away from slavery. Um, I've been enslaved for all of my life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as I make it to uh, New York City, I lose contact with the love of my life, Angelina Baker. Uh, we decide to split up at one pivotal point so that we could potentially be safer. We, we thought it was much safer if we were separated in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big point of guilt, I think uh, Washington has. And so when I arrived to New York City, it is up to this reverend and Nellie and um, Nellie's sister-in-law, uh, Annie, to essentially help me stay hidden for as long as possible um, to wait for Angelina to arrive in New York City. So hopefully we can go to Canada and escape to freedom. Such a complex and extraordinary story that's being told here. And you've been with Paradise Square since its production at Berkeley Rep 
in January of 2019. So of course, way before that. Oh, way, way before that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, oh, starting when? Uh, I actually I was uh, hired in 2017, December 2017, and uh, I had the first workshop in Toronto, Canada, in 2018, and uh, I believe that was February. And uh, so I've been with it for almost five years now, and it's been a heck of a journey for sure. Oh my goodness. Well, since the production at Berkeley Rep in Mm -hmm. January of 2019, there's been a full year of pre-pandemic life, Mm -hmm. then pandemic life that of course (laughs) included all eyes on George Floyd. Mm -hmm. And now here we are. What has your relationship with the show been like over all of these years? Uh, um, I think it has been um, eye-opening for all of us. Mm -hmm. I I think that we all as as a nation, as a country, as a globally, I think we all have learned so much about ourselves and so much about the world around us. Mm. And I think what's so powerful about this show is that over the years, it's only become more and more and more relevant and pertinent um, mm. to uh, to tell. Um, and I, I remember there are moments where I almost scuffed at, at things that were in the show before, um, you know, thinking, oh, well, you know, I get how they're trying to relate that to now, but I mean, we're not at that point. Flash forward to, you know, after the pandemic, and it's very mm-hmm. clear after January 6th um, and, and what happened at the Capitol. And, and I think all of a sudden you see all of these um, blaring parallels that absolutely relate to where we are today. And I think the only way that we can move forward uh, as a country is to actually look backwards and take a really hard look at where we, can, where we come from and how to repair that, those wounds, how to nurture those wounds so that we can finally heal and eventually do better than our ancestors uh, did and, and make better choices. Mm. Thank you for that. And it, it also certainly sounds like even though you made the choice to be an actor and not a history teacher, you are still being a history teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And, and I mean that like, you know, in the in the most sincere and wonderful and complimentary way. I appreciate that. I really do. Mm. You're working with acclaimed actor. Moses Kaufman, going back to 2017, what were the auditions like for you? Do you even yeah. remember? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, Moises uh, is, such, is such a really unique director. Um, he really listens to the actor and, and oftentimes even in the audition setting, he really um, wants to play. You know, he wants to play with the actor to find um, who he believes his character is. And we're finding it together. And I thought that was really um, different. Uh, When I first auditioned, I was actually in Australia at the time in Sydney, Australia, Sydney and Sydney. I know it's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I I was there doing Beautiful, the Carol King musical. I had been flown out very last minute. Um, I was closing a show, Gypsy, actually. I was playing Tulsa and Gypsy at the time in Mm. North Carolina. And they were like, hey, we need you on a flight in like three days. Can you, or two days, actually. Can you (laughs) you do it? And so they flew me out uh, to uh, Sydney. And once I arrived, I got an email from um, 
from my agent uh, saying that Jason Howland and Moises Kaufman and Bill T. Jones were a part of this new show called Hard Times. At the time, it was called Hard Times. And, um, and they wanted me to submit an audition. And so I sent a video in. And then uh, after that, Moises wanted to just do a Skype interview, just to like talk and, and, and get to know who, and get to know me a little bit. And so we had that, we had that, um, quick conversation and he had nothing but wonderful beautiful things to say and next thing you know I was flying to Toronto for the workshop and it started a whole journey and now here I am five years later uh on Broadway making dreams come true so oh boy and the fact that yes we did take advantage of things like Skype pre-pandemic for auditions <laughs> I know I, I had never heard of you never heard of zoom yet that's so interesting <laughs> so you've you've mentioned award-winning choreographer Bill T. Jones and of course there are also two Irish hammer step choreographers yes. so throughout the rehearsal process and putting this all together how did that all work with such different flavors of dance and two different well three different choreographers yeah I um so my character is very unique in a sense from every other character. We we do uh, a, a bit of everything. Everybody kind of does a little bit of everything. But I would say my character is one of the few that truly does Irish and the African Juba, um, you know, style of dancing that is very akin to Bill T. Jones' Jones's, you know, aesthetic. And it was very challenging because I had never done Irish dancing before. And I was immediately taken under the wing by Garrett Coleman and, and Jason Aramis. And they have really grown to be like brothers to me. Um, Garrett has just had his first child and and you know, we we call we often call uh his his child, you know, our paradise square baby, you know, because <laughs> we've we've been together for such a long time. And it's so it's always been a really, really incredible experience working with them. And then working with Bill T. Jones is always, always uh something special and unlike anything you will ever imagine um doing. Because like Moises Kaufman, I think he really does listen to the actor. He wants to see what the actor brings to the role and how their natural movement um plays and so once him and I started really understanding each other and how I work in my process and me understanding how his process uh is we we got into a groove and I and I I would be remiss to uh, not mention the work of some of the associate choreographers because they were a huge huge hand Mm -hmm. um in the choreography specifically Chloe Davis um, she's an ensemble and she's also associate choreographer and she has worked day and night tooth and nail to make sure that the choreography is is up to snuff um, and that it's clean and that it's precise. Um, and it's just been a dream to work with this huge team of wonderful, wonderful creators. What a pleasure. And for an actor to be surrounded by so much, let's say, adult creativity altogether <laughs> yeah. with, with such varied backgrounds. Um, I, I read a feature about you in People magazine, mm. and you refer to a unique obstacle. You also refer to being at the high school for creative and performing arts in Philadelphia and a drama teacher, Dorina Morrow. How did your time with her have an effect on you as a student and later as a professional? 
Wow, you're going to bring tears to my eyes. Uh, (laughs) You know, um, I think I've always, always had a soft spot um, for teachers and people who choose to go into that profession because there's so much um, that they do um, for very little money, very little uh, payback, if you will. Um, They give so much and... Uh, Mr. Mrs. Uh, Darina Morrow, she absolutely gave a hundred and thirty thousand percent every day. I have never worked with with such an um, such an incredible, responsible, talented, uh, vivacious woman. I mean, she honestly single handedly brought an entire program um, to such a high level. Um, some of the other people I went to school with who have studied under her, like Jasmine Sullivan, who just won a Grammy. Well, one of my friends, uh, Leah Hawkins, is working at the Met. She's went to Yale for opera. Um, there are people who are abs- their lives have shifted because of the dedication um, of her. And specifically, you know, with my, you know, being hearing impaired, uh, it was something that I, I don't think that she knew immediately. Um, but once she ma- was made aware of it, um, she just never let it stop me. Um, and I've never wanted it to stop me, but I think that she gave me the license and the courage to, to do what I do and know that I am enough to know that what I give and what I choose to, uh, to uh, share with the world, that it is innately mine and it is only to share. It is nothing to prove, it is only to share. And that is something that I will take to my deathbed for sure. Uh, Well, Sydney, thank you for sharing with us today. We're very appreciative. Thank you so much, Lauren. You are a class act for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, I'll say I'm Lauren Schneider with Sydney DuPont, class cast member in Paradise Square at the Barrymore Theater. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much.